This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up? What's up? Hope everybody's good. Um, I did know that they were coming out with the selections today. Uh, I did see where they had a, they didn't have the selections, but they had the nominees go out. Um, I want to say like sometime last week, sometime last week. So, um, so pretty dope uh, that they still made the announcement, even though that they're not going to have Thursday last week. Yeah. So that was like, that was like the other day, like a few days ago. Um, it's really cool that they were able to still have this. I wish the NCAA tournament did something similar last year. It just put a bracket out. You know what I mean? In a time of like a pandemic, nobody's doing anything. Like put out a bracket that you would have given. You know what I mean? And just put the bracket out and seed all the teams and then let the fan bases have at it of who would have won the national championship. Like, even though there wasn't going to be one. So there's not going to be a McDonald's game this year. There was not a game last year either. So it's been two years now, which is really unfortunate for for the kids. And I say that because, you know, a lot, a lot of these guys, I mean, they're looking at going to college one, maybe two years and no better opportunity than to showcase your skills of where you stand. Because it's not, understand, it's not just the game. You have a week full of practices. The practices are more hardcore than the actual games are. And that's where you have evaluators. That's where you have scouts. That's where you have people really seeing how you you know, compete against certain guys because we don't get to see, you know, Paolo Banchero versus, you know, Nolan Hickman all the time. We don't get to see Michael Foster uh, versus like Kendall Brown. We don't get to see Trevor Keels versus Harrison Ingram when they're very similar players. We don't get to see that, you know, one's in Texas, one's in Virginia, one's doing this, one's doing that. You know, one can only play certain games. This other one's playing 40 games. You know, there's just so much going on. There's just so much going on. And, you know, sucks for the kids because they really want to compete against each other. Um, You know, it's almost like an alpha club. You know, everybody, everybody is elite where they're from. Everyone's top dog. And you get there, you're you're either going to show out, you're either going to either show out for a good way or a bad way, or you are going to just get lost in the weeds. Mike, what's up? All right, I guess he hit that on accident. Um, Sam, what's up? up in uh i might have been a little late but i was wondering what you thought about um uh you know kobe buffkin was i'm mean, i've all the national guys have been saying he's been primed for a big ratings rise and i really like his game i know he's injured now he like a hairline fracture i'm pretty sure i'm right on that um but do you still see him you know getting that rise um in the state of Michigan and overall, even with the way, like, you know, other guards at his position. I know Pierre Brooks has had a really good start to the season, stuff like that. Do you still see him having that, like, rise necessarily in the rankings? And why do you think he was able to get the uh, 
MAA nomination? So maybe, maybe, who knows? I do think that the MHSAA, what they did this year, is, is going to mess up a lot of kids, especially guys like Pierre Brooks and Kobe Bufkin, who are more nationally known names and not just state known names. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, possibly. But was Kobe Bufkin a surprise? Most definitely. To me, that was a big surprise. Um, they didn't choose like guys like Trey McGowan's. They didn't choose Jalen Worley. One thing you have to understand about these, all bias aside, understand that politics play a big, big role in stuff like this. Foster Lawyer. <clears throat> Jeff Foster Lawyer was not a McDonald's All American. But I meant, um, I meant uh, for Mr. Bass. For Mr. Bass. Yeah. Well, the way that that worked, that was more like a like a lifetime achievement type of deal. Yeah, and yeah. everybody stole votes from everybody else. So I mean, it's all good. Um, but end of the day, you know, you have a situation where you know, you know, you know, guys like Kobe Bufkin. This is huge for him, and people are like, you know, you know, I would take so and so over him all day. Who gives a shit? Like. Nobody asked you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is this is a this is a big thing. And guess what? Nobody can ever take that away from him. He's gonna get a McDonald's All American jersey. He's gonna get it framed, and that is gonna be on his wall for the rest of his life. Really suck that game this year, man. I would have been I would have definitely tuned in. And, I mean it'll be a great experience for them, but I understand why they're not, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing. Two He's not even the lowest rated player who got chosen. He's not even the second lowest rated who uh, uh, player who got chosen. So, I mean, there's a guy who who got chosen. He's ranked number sixty-seven, and he's like the tenth ranked center. So, I mean, I mean, like, there's a lot more that goes into it than let's look up two, four, seven. The the top twenty-four guys are going, and and that's it. That's that's just not how things work. What's up, Lee? Hey, and uh, yeah, it's kind of it kind of sucks that um, like it, I I think people are mad because it's more it doesn't even have to do with Kobe it has to do more with where he's going to school, right. and that's that sucks because like you said like that's it, this is a big achievement for these kids right this and is what something you aspire that they'll get for. to keep exactly this is literally exactly what you aspire so. for in high like this is the ultimate high school achievement like yes exactly. states like, and I would, nationals I would, those are great team things but the solo yeah. achievement this is the yep. ultimate prize right here yep and and it's it's something that like if kobe was going to michigan state i would still be happy that for that kid like it doesn't matter where you're going to school but this is this this doesn't have to do with the school so it just sucks that like people are just like pissed off because of where he's going to school you know what i mean like this is a huge achievement and that kid like has worked very hard on his game and like he was, he was like I feel so bad that he got injured uh, because they were waiting a wait a while to start playing, right? So, right. and then to just to have like this type of backlash because a, a kid made a team is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty garbage that dudes like on on Twitter and stuff. I I haven't seen like much of it, and I'm sure like private message boards are like saying it's like garbage it's like dude it's a high school american game that guys work right. their whole life for like and these are high school kids man kobe bufkin's like 18 or 17 and you're ripping right. him because he made like it's not the nba where these dudes get paid and you can compare all stars you know i i just think it's it's kind of weird it's pretty wild it's pretty wild and um you know i like just understand where I'm coming from that, you know, this is one, this is a political, it, it is political. So understand that. I don't know how politics would work in Kobe's favor though. Like, you know, like Michigan basketball, like is bottom tier nationwide, bottom tier. And he must be doing something out the wazoo um, to be able to not even, you know, be just nominated, but to be considered and placed in this game. And 
you know, that just shows the the hard work that he's put in. You know, people look at these rankings and just look at a couple of highlights and they and they and they have this image in their head of what they think it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah. right away, like you know, I'm cool with Jaden Aikens, Pierre Brooks and all those guys, but why are you bringing up someone's achievements? You know, someone achieves this, and then you're bringing up people who don't even play the same position. Like, yeah, I would take is is he better than Jaden Aikens? Can we really say that? Who gives a shit? They don't play the same spot. Jaden Aikens six two six three, he can hoop, but he's gonna be a he's gonna be a really good point guard in the Big Ten. Kobe's like six six, bro. And then yeah, they're comparing and- Pierre Brooks. I'm like, Pierre Brooks is a truck. Like, my man's is a small forward that you could possibly play the at the game. four sometimes. It's crazy. These people kill me, bro. They kill me. They kill me. They look at a couple of ratings from people they, they don't even know. Like, they, like they, they don't even watch watch games. And they and, – and they have all these misinformed opinions, but that's just life. That's just life, bro. That's and, just and, like if you, if you take out like all the politics and stuff out of it. If you just look at it purely based on like kid for kid, this is a kid that like even going back to your video that you said that like he has this type of potential. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's been articles going back months now. Uh, saying that he's on the rise, he's doing this, he's doing that. So it's not like coming out of nowhere. Yeah, he's he's been doing all the right things. He has been exactly. doing all the right things, and and he is rewarded for his accomplishments. So just actually, I'm punch. I'm really excited to see. Uh, like, uh, I just wanted to ask you one question. Um, yeah, like uh, on your video, like uh, you said that uh, a big uh, part for him is uh, gaining strength, right? So. Right. I'm actually excited for, uh, to see uh, what type of work uh, John Sanderson can do with him and, and uh, how he recovers from his uh, injury. That, like, should be exciting to follow. Most definitely, man. Um, once, he, once he gets that, that college body to go along with this game, it's going to be interesting to see the, the type of player that you know comes out. He's got a bit of Jalen Rose in him. I mean, like, he is – he is a smooth player. The minions, if y'all know who've been following me for a while now, my minions, they used to battle him in the fourth and fifth grade. I probably got video somewhere of, of them just going at each other's heads. You can yeah. see the potential early on um, of what type of player he is. For sure. Yeah, I wanted to ask you earlier, you said Michigan, you're talking about politics, you said Michigan basketball was at the bottom tier. What do you mean by that? I was just kind of curious. High school, Michigan high school oh, basketball. Yeah, I was All right. yeah, yeah, sorry about that. that. Yeah. No, you straight. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Not yeah. Michigan basketball. No, no, yeah. no, 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 Sorry about that. No, no, Michigan high school yeah. basketball is bottom tier. You play 20 games a year. You can't go anywhere. It's limited on who you can play. You can't play prep schools. Everything is ass backwards, bro. Sucks, man. In this state. Talent's been rising. Like, Ty Rogers, you know, Pierre Brooks, Kobe, Buffkin. Like, the talent's good. I'm surprised they didn't leave. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised all of them have not left. Even when it comes to training, Ty Rogers goes to, like, Arizona or something. Yeah, I know. Ty Rogers, do you think, uh, what, what do you think about his situation? He is a beast. Yeah, Ty that Rock. dude is nice. I, yeah, I'm saying he's like a, recruiting wise. Yeah. Recruiting wise, I have no clue. I have no clue. I haven't heard anything about anything. Um, but he is nice. He's a pro. That is a yeah, that is a smooth. future pro. Future pro, bro. Jason Tatum. I'm yeah, telling he you, he looks smooth. He looks very smooth. Jason Tatum. I love me some Ty Rogers. Another dude. Another dude who the minions were going at when they were in the fourth or fifth grade. It's crazy how like all these dudes come up and uh, and uh, you just see them grow up and they're just doing these great things. Like um, this other dude named uh, Tyrese, he's going to Iowa State. He's like number, he's like one of the 
Yeah, he's one of the top point guards in the country, right? He's so nice, me nice. and the minions went out to we went out to Racine, Wisconsin, like six years ago to like playing some Gus Mackers. He was on he was on one of those teams. Like I just found that out like four weeks ago when I was just going through old games, and I'm like, Tyrese, Tyrese, why is the why does their coach keep saying Tyrese? And then I go to 2021 and I see the guy, and he's a top 40 guy. Like that's nuts to me, bro. It's it's so crazy to me, so crazy to me. Just like see these kids when they're like small, heads are super big, and they can't move to what they're doing today. It's insane, for real. Yeah. Oh yeah, the talent level in Michigan is definitely definitely on the way up. I just hope MHSAA goes away from the archaic uh, means they have right now because I feel like you see a lot of like nationally televised high school games recently, and it, it's just not happening in Michigan, man. Other right. than Monty's prep school, so I hope they. And hope that they... doesn't even count because they're not in the. Well, yeah, I know the they're not in MHSAA. That's what I meant. Like after he left, you see what happens, you know. Right. Hey, Anthem, uh, I, I wanted to ask you about Doug McDaniel. Um, if Michigan does get him, would it uh, help them with some other guys from that area? With who? Uh, Doug McDaniel. Michigan gets who? If they get Doug McDaniel. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So Doug McDaniel is like a 5'9 point guard from the D.C. area. He, he, he goes to Paul Six. Um, which is funny because that's where I plan on setting my kids. Uh, he goes to Paul Six, um, 2022 point, point, point guard. His shot has gotten a lot better. Um, uh, in my opinion, I think Michigan leads. I think Michigan leads for them. Um, his, his high school coach was also my AAU coach. So I talked with him maybe a month and a half ago and, um, and uh, we t- we talked about Doug quite a bit. We talked about Doug quite a bit. Hey, yeah. who was that just asked that question? Lee. Yo, uh, he and uh, Ty are really good friends. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was asking that. So. Yeah, they're they Rogers said they and Doug. Yeah, yeah. Ty Rogers and Doug. They they both talked about how they wanted to team up. That would be a nice combination. Bruh, you talk. Don't you talk to the don't tease uh, me like that. You talk no, to the I coach swear, about Keels. Get off my nipples. Stop stop tweeting. <laughs> and I, I'll send, I will literally send you the article. <laughs> I like Ty's game quite a bit too, but he needs to he needs to hone up that jumper a little bit. He's got that catapult over the top of his head right now. He needs he's got a little bit of a hitch in there. It's a little slow coming off that. Uh, knees kind of bent in a little bit too, but he's a nice, nice player. Around the rim. I mean, he's got that small forward body, but he definitely has, like, a power forward finishing ability, two-footed leaping ability around the rim. Uh, really nice player for sure. I like his game. Jack, no. No. Uh-uh. Doug is like – man, Doug is like Shondi Brown, but, like, 5'10". Like, he is – he reminds me of – um, what's that dude's name from uh, – I said Tim Frazier was his uh, likeness. But another dude, he plays like, uh, who's that 5'9 kid who played at Kentucky a couple years ago? Uh, Yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, He can can hold his own. He's 5'9", and he's top 70 for a purpose. Doug is way way better defensively, though. Yes, yes, he is. He is a, he's a demon. He is a little demon, bro. He is a demon. He's caused hell for a lot of for a lot of really good players. Hey, and he's given see, hell. Uh, to did you see the new video out on uh, Jet? Um, it's it's funny you say that because when I watch uh, Musa's games, and when I was watching Greg Glenn's games, uh, I saw Jet quite a bit. Um. I can't wait till he comes. Yeah, he's really uh, freaking if good, you have man. Time, uh, try to check it out. He he looks like he's improved a lot, man. Yes, he is really good. I mean, like he what was if- good when I watched him last year. 
Um, he seems like so one I of those guys imagine. that he seems like one of those guys that can come in and like fit in with the team. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't like he like it will be like a smooth smoother transition for him than some other kids because he just seems like he could play off other people. Yo, I got a question for Ant and then Spartan. Uh, David Klein. I was so David. I was wondering. I saw. I'm a Michigan guy, but friends about your Twitter. You're big a uh, Pierre Brooks fan, and I was wondering. You think he's pretty clear front runner for high school? Hello. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely the front runner now, particularly with Buffkins fracturing his wrist, uh, which is extremely unfortunate. I hope he recovers well from that. Um, but I think those were kind of the two guys in the state this year. Um, and I think it's pretty clear he's going to be the front runner there. I, I'm not sure exactly what he's averaging, but I want to say it's, it's above 30, like maybe 35 a game or something like that right now, 32, 33, something like that. What's the topic? Um, We're talking about Peter Brooks. Who is the front runner for uh, Mr. Basketball in Michigan oh, this year? Oh, Peter Brooks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then um, I was going to follow up. Do you think his game projects better as a stretch four or three? Because I saw him like – and it kind of seems like he—he's kind of like that, like tweener almost. Like he's big, Listen, like hey, he's built, man. I know what you're talking about, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but um, I don't like the guy because he blocked me, so he's a little, little shit. <laughs> but, but he knows what he's talking about. Um, if you have time, go to um, RP3 Natural. I'm pretty sure some of you guys have, you know. You've like either seen him or know about yeah, him. Are you talking about Rashad Phillips? Yeah, I I will yeah. never call him Yoda. Um, <laughs> I think that's a ridiculous <laughs> name. Yeah, I will never call He's him a big Yoda. Luca fan. Yeah, I go to his page and he has like these like memes of like Yoda chilling in the back background and him looking into a far off distance. Like, yo, this is weird, bro. Like, what you doing? <laughs> anyway, so. Rashad Phillips, he played at Detroit, and he was a really uh, um, high-scoring guard there. Um, very reputable among um, in like the basketball world. Uh, go to his Twitter and check out what he put out with um, positions. Um, he kind of beat me to it. Um, he has it's it's really. There's really, like twelve positions, right? I, I looked at that. It, I thought it, it was a couple extra that probably didn't he, need to be there. It pisses yeah. me off because he's a little shit, but it's so good, and yeah. and I can't. I, I'm not gonna hate because the dude he knows the stuff, but he blocked me, and if you block me, you are you are dead to me. But um, he put out a bunch of positions that he went over. And he was talking about how that is going to help a lot of uh, a lot of uh, colleges recruit correctly, and because because people are putting guys in the wrong bucket, when at the end of the day you just need to add more buckets. That makes sense. So yeah. what he is is a Pierre Brooks. He is a dual forward. Um, he's a dual forward. Don't put him as a stretch forward. Don't put him as like a f- explosive three. He could do it. He could do it all. So why put him in one of the buckets? Just put him in what he actually is. Um, he is like a Grant Hill type. He is like a um, what's my man's number? He's he's like forty years old, still hoop hooping, killing cats from Saginaw. Jay Rich. He's a Jay Rich type, just big, explosive, can shoot it, um, will be able to guard multiple positions, needs to get his feet a little bit better to guard the more twos and ones. But yeah. like Lad- and fours, he'll be okay. I kind of built like Shondi. He's kind of like Shondi, except yeah, a little bit that, taller. I thought maybe like a like this is I'm not like but I saw somebody say like a Glenn Robinson, like in college, like kind of no. like, no, so no, not athletic enough. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. Don't talk to Michigan fans able, about about comps because they only use Michigan players. Yeah, I can't remember if it was a Michigan guy or not, but I just saw it somewhere on Twitter because I was doing some uh, Michigan high school. Like, like 
I had someone watch the Will Cheddar tape and tell me that he reminds him of Iggy Brisdakis. I'm like, no, I'm what not, are you talking about? Not, not even. Like, bro, like watch watch more watch more stuff than just Michigan. It'll 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 blow your mind. I got a question for you, Ant. Obviously, you've done a lot of the film review on a lot of these guys. Um, I think both classes are extremely, extremely, you know, high level for both Michigan and Michigan State coming in next year. Um, who do you think has the highest pro potential out of this group of kids coming in? So not college, like looking forward ahead for how their games would naturally fit in the NBA. Who do you think has the most natural game that will translate to the NBA? Oh man! I'm and obviously, that, that means partially that they hit their ceilings, right? So we're saying perfect. Situation. I'd go with Musa. I'd go okay. with Musa one. Um, I would go Caleb two. I'll go with Max three. Then I'd go with. I'll probably. I'd probably go. Aikens, I'd probably go Aikens next, um, because he because he is he's a point, but he can shoot it, and he's really explosive. Like he can really go fast. He can get up off the ground. So I'll go with Aikens for trying to think who else is who else is there. Yeah, then then it's Buffkin. Brooks, and then uh, I guess it'd be Brown. Yeah, after that, it kind of just like better. it's just like, hey, everybody's on the same playing playing field. But right. I have to go Musa just because of his size. I compared him to like a JJJ, and he's doing very well in the league. Although he hurt his meniscus recently, uh, but before that, I mean, he was doing really good things, being able to rim protect guard multiple positions, his jump shots coming along, and you can't teach his size and length. Um, what, what is he, 6'10", or is he 6'9"? How big is he? He's 6'10". He's 6'10". Yeah. Um, and then I like Caleb Houston because of his shot, his size, his defense, and his IQ is ridiculous. Um, Are you worried about his lateral movement? Because I, I've watched a good amount you know, of his games this year, and same with Max Christie. Obviously, Max Christie is not playing anywhere near the comp. But the ability to shoot off the dribble for Max is better than Caleb's right now. And maybe Caleb can kind of develop a little bit into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because Max Max is Max is, you know, he's like listed as like a shooting guard, but he's he can six, go six. either way. Yeah. He can go point he can initiate or go shooting guard. Um Caleb Houston falls in that like in that like three and D three, four, dual forward type of guy. Um, yeah, he's he's very, like, it's almost like, it's almost like Max is similar, is more similar to like a, to like a Tyler Hero. Um, and then, like, Caleb can be multiple different things. You know what I mean? I think his shot is It's just the size and shooting. Right? Like, the, when Caleb catches it in a catch-and-shoot position, like, he almost has that Clay Thompson, like, where it's just so fundamental. Yeah. Every time it goes up, you think it's going in. Um, I just I, – for me, I think that those two are really close, and obviously they are in the rankings. But, like, the ability to be able to put it on the deck and to be shooting in motion and off the dribble, like, if Christie figures it out and puts it all together – like I, for me, I just think that maybe he's got a little higher upside than Houston does. I think Houston's going to be a, a good long-term pro, like you said. He's just really fundamental, solid guy. Um, but if Christie can put it together, put his body together, and, and be able to, you know, physically compete at that level, which I think he's taking the steps to doing. Right, he's put on like 20, 25 pounds in between his junior and senior season. He looks noticeably bigger, and yeah. if he can put it all together. Um, and be able to comfortably shoot at the college level and then the NBA level off the dribble. I mean, his his range and his ability is, you know, sky's the limit for that guy. I honestly think that this is the best wing that Izzo has ever had. And I don't know if it turns out that way, but recruiting-wise, like I think he's a little bit better shooter than Gary. Maybe he's not quite the defender yet. Um, but I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how his career ends up panning out because uh, he, he, could be, he could be a really, really good player. 
You think? Yeah, I. No, go ahead. Um, I think due to his age, I think Caleb may have to stay at Michigan for two years. Um, because he falls into that like weird age range where he'll still be 18 in the calendar year of the 2022 draft. So I have to check that out again. But like, he's young like, for his age. Yeah, he's like really young. Usually, I think, guys I from think Canada class two years to be honest with you. Yeah, I but like just because he reclassed out of Canada doesn't mean shit. I mean, that's if, why I think that's like first grade. He's pretty young, you know. No, but like in in Canada, these dudes like you see Iggy like Iggy got drafted at what twenty years no, old. No, he reclassed. Like, didn't he reclass down or up? I mean, didn't he? I think he's supposed to be in the twenty twenty. Uh, the next class, I'm pretty sure. Canadian kids are always a year older, usually. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, you see, like, uh, like a dude like uh, Kareem Manet. He's in 2020. He went to the. He tried to go to the league mainly because of his age. He was like 20 years old. He would have been a 20 year old freshman. All right, and then I am more. I'm more concerned. Not like concern, but I'm more curious about Max's role with Izzo. Like, you know, who are you gonna have? You have what? You have you have Aikens there. Who else is there? What did Aikens? Watch. You have into the class. Aikens would be on the wing for when next like, year. Like, uh, who's gonna be on the wings? So yeah. you have Aikens, Brooks. It'll just be Brown, really, and it depends if Watts comes back, which you know I think is a I think it's fifty fifty at this point. It just depends maybe how the season ends for him. Um, but again, I think he's probably a point guard, anyways. You know, like I, I don't know if he's exactly a t- the two guard that you want to have an inefficient shooter. You know, that has to hit floaters for it to go well for him. So. I think Christie's probably, you know, slated, depending on the Watts decision, to play at least 25 minutes a game next year. I don't see how otherwise, because Henry's going pro, and I think that what he does and his ability to facilitate, to score, you know, like there's going to be a huge loss on the roster with that gone, and Christie's going to have to fill it a little bit. And you were talking, uh, I think we've talked about this a couple times through, but you're like, who's the primary option for this team next year? Um, I'm with you. I think that that's a real question mark. And the answer to that is you need probably either Akins, who I think unfortunately is going to be a little bit, I think the reins are going to be on him a little bit, at least the first year. And he's a guy that probably I'd like to see get loose a little quicker under Izzo's thumb. Um, But Christie for sure is a guy that I think maturity-wise – the, the position that he plays, like, I think he's just an instant plug-and-play and he's going to play 25 minutes per game for this team. I, I don't see it any other way. So if there's a primary option that's going to emerge from this team, I really believe it's probably got to be Christine. It doesn't mean he's got to do it every single night, but more nights than not, if this team is going to be in the top half of the conference next year, he's going to have to probably be the guy you lean on. Man, I I really want to see Amani reclass. <laughs> That would be interesting. I just want to. Uh, I just want to see what happens. Yeah, I, I, you know, I probably share a different thought than the rest of my Spartan brethren on that. I, I see it going one of two ways. One, Amani buys into the program, and Tom Izzo, you know, creates a really, really high level NBA player. Or scenario two, he comes in, he doesn't want to buy in. He's taking step back jump shots from 30 plus feet and playing no defense, and it ends horribly. So, like, I think that that. Izzo doesn't, he does not play favors to anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, once who, you're there, you're his. It's, it's over. I mean, the last time that Amani was televised, that game that he had where Sean Phillips blew up, I think they were playing, they played Tornado, right? It was, it was Frankie Collins versus Amani, right? Yeah, and his shot selection was terrible. He was playing no defense, and you know, for how good of a player he is, that's not going to be tolerated. He's not going to be able to just take like step back contested twos and three point right. shots, and you know, have it all work out. Like uh, if he buys in, and like he knows, right? I think that they're close enough. The family and the program are close enough where he's pretty aware of the what he's getting. I, I just worry a little bit, like, has he ever been coached? He's been trained, but has he ever been coached? Everybody has basically right. 
silver spooned it. And I just think it, it's a whole new world coming in there and it could be really, really good where it works out or it could end really poorly. And, you know, I think Spartan fans are only thinking it going to be one way where the other side of the coin is it kind of blowing up and, and exploding a little bit. And I don't think that that's probably been discussed enough. And Especially I, I, like uh, when you're coming into a young team, like if he was coming into a, like a lot, like, like the last few years, if, if Xavier Tillman and Cassius were, were still around, like I think it would be an easier transition. But to come a, into next year, it will be tough. A hundred percent, right? So he's expected to be this leader and all the rest of it. How does that go? Not to mention, you know, what happened with Aikens in the first place. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, there's certainly that, that would be interesting. I mean, that the experiment to have Izzo and Bates together, I think. I mean, that's that's appointment view in TV. It could go very well or it could go very poorly. I need it. I need <laughs> it. I need it. That'll be like, that'll be like, you know, like Roz will say, hey, it's time for, time for bed. No, I can't. The Mission State show is on. I got to watch. You, and you know what, what I happens need? Now. And you know what I need? I need House yes, of Pain, a.k.a. we haven't been in the tournament for a million years to come down tonight. Like, I need <laughs> Illinois to lose tonight. Man. Man. They've been talking so much, man. Where is this coming from? Because because of the whole shutdown thing, and they just haven't shut up. It's getting man, really annoying. They're biting way too much of the apple. Like they 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 don't even have a share of anything. Like what have they done? It's just like yo, chill out, man. Chill they've out. Had mul- they've had multiple classes that have not even played in the NIT. Like you cannot talk to me, man. I. D- I know this is awful, oh, but uh, that whole situation just pissed me off. And you were they saying, by the way, is eligible for the 2022 class. I know it's kind of off topic, but you were at you were now Houston's eligible for the 2022 draft. He is. Okay. Yeah. He, and he reclassed up, but he was, like you said, he's old for the Canadian age. So in reality, he's the same age as America. He plays differently when he plays for Canada. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. does. He plays yeah. way more aggressive. And I, yep. and I think that's what we're going to see next year because because Jawan, like, he wants you – do you see Livers? He is a way totally more. different player. Everything I knocked him on this summer, he has taken yeah, care just, of. I said his defense needs to get better. It's gotten better. I said he needs to create off the bounce more. He's been doing that. Maybe not – as fluid as you'd like, but he's been doing that. And thirdly, he, I said as athletic and where he plays, he needs to rebound better. He's like two or three times his rebound. He has answered everything. And do you he notice has answered that, everything? And, and have you noticed like Livers like earlier in the year, right? When he was like trying to play make and do all those things, like he was turning the ball over, but Jawan kept encouraging and pushing him. So I think yeah. that's the difference is is Jawan that he like literally will tell him like just keep doing it, just go keep just doing keep what like, being aggressive exactly. And Have that's why seen, when uh, someone uh, said, uh, so, someone said, um, you know, you know who's a coach who like you would like to play for, you know, back in the day if you didn't go to Michigan, one of the coaches I said was Thad Matta. And I was like, it's because, you know, you have stories where Evan Turner comes to practice and he tells Evan, take this rack of balls and throw him all to the other side of the court. Those are all turnovers. When he's done, he looks at the team and he goes, I don't care how many turnovers he has. He needs to play his game. Something like that goes so far, man. So far. Ever seen a senior like Livers like coming into the year? I just thought like, nah, this is like, like but he's he kind of changed it, like not changed it, but added so much as a senior that started as a freshman. Has this like really ever happened in college? Not that I just to add so much to your game as a senior. You know? Well, it was either you improve at these things or you're not going to play in the league. Um. It's probably happened, 
but like we're not paying attention to all 350 teams <laughs> at the same time. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like a senior who made a huge like j- like draft day jump, like and that I can't I can't like think of one. I'll have to do some research on on that and and get back. But I mean his his numbers really, you know, his scoring numbers and improved and but like by by like not a lot like you went from what like 12 to 12 and or 13 to what 14 15 so he's making one more shot the the part about his game that's really improved is like is everything else across the board yeah we already knew he could we already knew he's an efficient shooter like we we already knew that but he's just adding these other things that we we've been asking for a few years now since since he was a freshman. Most definitely, man. Can I go back to Max for a second? Yeah. Did you make a comp video for him? I did. I did make one. Uh, who'd you Who'd you give this comparison to? I said I said Tyler Hero was one of them, and I believe I said something about Reggie Miller. But uh, but Tyler Hero was was my comp for him. So do you feel like he could just come in and just have like a Gary Harris type of freshman year? Or do you feel yeah. like he actually needs but to be he'll be, be more guy. efficient, I think. I think he'll be more efficient. Um, he's a really good what's, shooter. High IQ. Yeah. yeah you know I who mean, I like too? I like Jeremy Lamb, actually. Somebody brought that up to me when I was looking at him. Uh, his mid-range game and his ability to kind of pull up from that elbow area, whatever. Like, he's a complete three-level scorer. He, he can score at the rim, mm-hmm. finish above it. He's got a really nice game where he just takes a dribble or two. He's kind of got that, like, just, like, smooth shift when he's coming off the bounce right into the jumper. Um, you know, all That's three guys from State, you know, I think that when you look at this roster construction this year, the complete lack of shot creation outside of basically Aaron Henry – is causing huge problems. So you have three guys now who are all capable of creating for both their teammates and themselves off the bounce. It's it's not going to solve it all in one year, but the team's going to look much better. And I think you look at guys like Joey Hauser, um, you know, Gabe Brown, some of these guys that uh, are going to be able to just kind of sit and be more spot-up shooters because of some of the creation on the roster. I think it's going to make their lives easier too. It's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of how it all comes together next year for them. Because, I mean, if Amani comes, that's four freshmen likely to get, like, a good chunk of the minutes. And we saw that with the, what was it, 2016 class with Cassius and all them. And we yeah. saw that freshman, you know, that, that didn't work out too hot freshman year. So I'm just kind of worried about next year for that. I would agree with you. I'll say this, that Cash physically wasn't quite ready. And then yeah. plus Tom on the roster, and I guess you could make the comparison for Aikens and Lawyer, you know, coming into next season. There's certainly some of that. But I don't really see how there's any way that Aikens doesn't get at least 20 minutes per game. Mm. You know, the one side of the ball where Izzo is unwilling to compromise is the defensive end, and Aikens has far exceeded, in my opinion, since moving to the prep, his ability on that side of the ball. His quick twitch athleticism is unbelievable. I mean, he's going to be one of the quickest guys that Izzo has ever recruited, hands down. Mm-hmm. What what are you guys uh, planning to do about the the five position like transfer like what's what's the deal for next year for Michigan State? I think what you're seeing now is the rotation is being figured out a little bit better. This Indiana game was the first time that they really had a good rotation for the center, and they started with Marble. He ended up playing only five minutes. He had four fouls. He was just kind of a hack that game. But then they moved from Marble to Maddie, Maddie to Bingham, and then the, the fourth center was Kithier. Not the first, not the second. And Dockage, the whole game, was just touting, oh, they got to get Kithier back in. This is playing amazing. He played <laughs> extremely well. The thing is, he had TJD softened up by all these physical guys and then seeing some length from Bingham. And then he comes in as kind of like the natty hustle guy, like you're, you know, like Austin Davis to some degree, right? Like somebody who plays fundamental basketball knows where to be. The right rules can kind of dig you out of your spot. Like, I think that that rotation made so much more sense. And I hope we see it again tonight um, in terms of what's going to happen with it. I think one guy is gone. I don't know who it's going to be. I think it depends on kind of how this season turns out. 
Um, unfortunately, my gut is saying that maybe Bingham is on the move, and he's the one guy I really would like to see come back. Uh, Matty Sissoko, to me, is not going anywhere. Um, just given his journey and all the rest of it, I think he's pretty locked in, and he's starting to get a little bit more run. Um, so really, it's going to be Bingham, Marble, and maybe Kithier. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Maybe a transfer. What'd you say? Maybe a transfer. You guys yeah, that's why I, th- I think that one guy is going to transfer out, and I think that the room is going to have a little bit more clarity. And I know it's not ideal because you prefer to play a guy 25 minutes a night and know what you have at that spot. But I think that towards this end stretch, we've started seeing flashes of it. And if you condensed it down to a three-man rotation, like Maddie's going to probably be able to play closer to you know 12 or 15 minutes a game next year. If Bingham's still on the roster, he should be playing 18 to 20. Like They have a couple guys, and although it's not perfect, I think that they could patch it together. Um, the point guard spot is really the, the, the question mark. I think the largest question mark in the next season. What do you guys think about tonight's game? Like, um, it should be interesting uh, because Illinois, like, they they play down to the competition a lot. Like, they've been playing with fire here for the last few weeks. So I'm thinking, like, because uh, the thing I seen with Michigan State last game was that for a, for the last few games, like, it seems like a few of the guys had, like, confidence issues. Like, Joey Hauser just, like, just – like just he seemed down, but since they won the last game, I'm thinking like they're pretty confident right now. So, what do you guys see with tonight's game? I want to see that four that four guard lineup like we did. One hundred percent. I let Ian first because I've been doing a lot of the talking. Uh, uh, one thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see that four guard thing early, uh, because I was going to be ready for it. Uh, I do want them to kind of. Kind of find themselves the same way, have a better start. I think they they like need a good start. Um, but I said Iowa. I meant yeah. <laughs> too many freaking frick, games. Okay, so because Illinois has now seen their four guard lineup, also uh, Illinois matches up very well with that four guard lineup because that's what they play is four guards. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, who is on AO first? Uh, I thought that they should start out with Henry first just to get a good start. And then once everything is chill and settled in, you've taken some punches, you've given some, then get Henry on somebody else and let Langford and Watts just wear themselves out guarding him. Um, then if the game is like within reach and it's close with seven or eight minutes to go and Henry has maybe two fouls, then make that switch back with Henry Um to finish out and then uh, and then you know go with the guys who are uh, hooping tonight. Do you think Bingham starts at the five? Yes, because he he did lock down. Coburn he last he year. did well against Kofi last yep. year, right? Five yeah. blocks, twelve rebounds in the home game. I think you got to go Bingham to get the start. I, I think Marble would just be overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed with TJD and Coburn is twice the physical presence inside that he is. I think you probably should tap in Bingham to get the start. Then you come right back with. You know, Maddie, oh. in my opinion. Oh. Uh, Kyle Austin just tweeted five seconds ago that Izzo's going to start the smaller lineup, Watts, Langford, Brown, and Henry. No word on the center. And then I, I actually with, like uh, it. I know I know you said that you would prefer them not to go to it. I think that's their advantage in the night. I think it 100% makes sense, to be honest. I don't really care that there's now tape of it. Like, the, the matchup for Henry in that situation is Jacob Grandison. That's who they've started. Like, yeah. he's six six. He's not overly shooter. athletic. I mean, he's kind of a shooter. Like, he's an yeah. okay player, but he's not a guy that's going to be able to bottle up Aaron Henry. You know, yeah. and then you put Gabe Brown on the floor. There's a little extra shooting. The height differential between, like, Gabe Brown and a Trent Frazier. Or um, who's the, who's their third guard in the lineup? Is Trent, Io, Demonte Williams? I don't think he's been starting lately. I think he's been coming off the bench. I can't think okay. of I don't know. But anyways, the only guard in their lineup when they do play that four-guard lineup that is above 6'5 is Isle. All the rest of them are six. Oh, it's Adam Miller, right? Isn't Adam, Adam Miller? Adam Miller, yep. He's 6'3", right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the size advantage definitely goes in Michigan State's favor. Um, yeah. I just think, generally speaking, you saw the fits that it gave it. You saw the floor spacing, particularly offensively. Like, Henry's capable of – you know, grinding a little bit closer to the paint. I think it helps him rebound better anyways. I, I think that that's the lineup. You got to ride Watts, 
uh, Langford, Brown, and Henry. They they all played 29 minutes or more last game. They need to do that again this game. Keep rotating the centers. You flash in maybe a little bit of Hauser, a little bit of Hall. Um, but yeah. tighten the rotation like you did last game, and you give yourself a really good chance at it, I think. And then also with Illinois, I think I've noticed is they go long stretches of the game just ignoring Coburn altogether. Like, he just gets frustrated because they they don't pass him the ball. Like, they don't feed him the ball for long stretches of the game. So if, uh, if, if uh, Bingham can have a good few moments to start the game, like, I think that would create good momentum. I think they got to come off to a good start for sure, right? Yeah, if you they have to start out good. Yeah. Like, this isn't Indiana. You can't just turn it over eight times in the first eight minutes and then expect. Minnesota, Minnesota was playing with them for a while in that first half on Saturday. But then they just started doing, like, all the dumb Minnesota things. And mm-hmm. it just got out of control. But if I mean, you, what if they needed overtime to beat both Northwestern and Nebraska. And that was, yeah, like, yeah. the last five games. So. Yep, so they're probably looking at Michigan State as, like, a team that's not going to make the tournament. We could just come in here and win, and boom, you just pop them in the mouth. So I've got a scenario question that this is directed for Ant. First off, David, Ant, rest of y'all, hello. Very excited to see Kennedy Chandler, Tennessee recruit, on the All-American list. Ant, let's go forward 12 to 15 months. The Pistons land a stud in the draft. Jawan Howard ends this year good. He then implements y'all's recruiting class in place. The Pistons are struggling again through the 21-22 season. At what point does it become a reality where if Jawan Howard makes the most of what he's got going on in Michigan and Dwayne Casey potentially struggling in Detroit, do you start to have the conversations about how we're going to Detroit. Oh, no. Stop. Well, well, first of all, uh, uh, Juwan Howard has a top 100 four-star son, 2022, that's probably going to be coming into Michigan. Um, so not, a, a, not at least for the next five years. Got so. it. Okay. And, and I'm not trying to create any scenarios or trying to start. No, I got you. I just simply, I that thought has been in my mind, and you are the most knowledgeable uh, Michigan fan that I come across when it comes to things such as this. So that's why. Yeah, no problem, man. So, I mean, he has a son, Jace, who's, who's there now, and uh, Jed Howard, who's a legit, like a legit recruit. Uh, is probably coming in um, not next year but the year following. I can't see his kid coming in and then you you bolt for the for the league. You know what I mean? So I got I, I got to run for the time here and for any of the other Spartans in here. Always appreciate it. So you guys have a good one. Go green tonight. See if they can come out with a victory. I know you're rooting. Oh, I, for- <laughs> I'm rooting for see- Illinois to lose. I, so yeah, y'all have a so not so much MSU winning. You just want Illinois to lose because of all the yeah. Going yeah. On. <laughs> I will root against Illinois um, for the foreseeable future. I, th- I think I've said that before, but um, I don't like when teams talk that much junk unprovoked. Like that irritates me. Um, yeah, time. and it's not even earned. Like uh, it's different if somebody beats you or. They've done something. This is like a program that is has done nothing. Like them in Northwestern have the same accolades over the last like eight years. Like I don't I, understand how you can I say. I feel anything. like this is still stemming back to when they called us white collar a white collar team a few years ago. Yo, we beat them in our practice jerseys coming off of a near plane crash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was like, that was that was the year they they it was like I forgot who was the center. It was the center. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. He was remember, like, yeah. he was like, oh, these. Are, this is just a white white collar team. They don't do the dirty work. The next time Michigan played them, I think was that Big Blue Ten them tournament. Up. Yeah, and we up. ran them. Um, it was just bulletin board material. Maverick Morgan, thank you, chat. Maverick I appreciate Morgan, it. that did happen. But we've been blowing um, them out for and, a while. And I, I think I think their hatred of us kind of stemmed stemmed off of what happened there. It's just like they ran their mouth, and then we just came back and socked them in the face. And like after that, they're like, "Well, crap." 
And I even think they just kind of that, always hated us from Sunset. Even before that, during uh, Nick Stauskas's, uh Big Ten Player of the Year year, like I remember uh, Michigan going to Illinois and just absolutely destroying them. And like Nick hit a shot right before half. You broke up there. Yeah, no, I was saying, like, Nick hit a shot right before halftime, and uh, he was just blowing kisses to the crowd. Like, it was it was crazy. I thought that I was at MSU. No, he did the same thing at, uh, oh. at Illinois, too. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick kissing everybody. Nick kissing and trolling everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the Canadians bring a little spice, too. I feel you. Yeah, right. I gotta, I gotta say something. Uh, earlier, I think you got trolled because you let somebody talk, and his name was Mike Oxlong. Do you remember that? It was like at the beginning of this. He didn't say anything. Yeah, I know. I just, I was like, what the? F-? I mean, it's whatever. It's whatever. What's up, Ben? Hey, I'm kind of like. I'm kind of with you on like the small guard lineup tonight for Michigan State because like I just think this game this is the type of game that might get de- that like is really going to get decided I feel like in the first like 5 to 10 minutes and if Illinois can like really just establish Coburn I think like he gets in that rhythm and then like that just bodes bodes really bad for Michigan State. That's why I, I think like having at least some like like decent size like down there in, at the at like the 5 spot just to like kind of temper him a little bit would have been the best option to start off, start out with. Yeah. But Bingham did play him well last year. I mean, he did have Xavier Tillman by his side, which helps out a lot. Um, but Bingham did have a really good game against him last year. And I would expect that he starts today. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see, but, uh, Sorry, Ben, you can't him up here kind of uh, late. I was about to uh, shut I feel you. Yeah. That's all I want to say, man. No, nah, it's all good. Hey, man, thank you guys for uh, coming in. We, we had about 40, 50 people in here at one point, um, and that's just not even scheduled, just you know, talking about the the whole McDonald's All-American teams and the situation. Um, four McDonald's All-Americans committed to the uh, Big Ten and signed. Um, one of them went to Michigan State, and three of them went to Michigan. Um, nobody else had a signee, even though Nebraska um, did sign a five-star guard, and that'll be interesting for next year to see. Um, oh. But Are either you way, do this after the game. Sorry, you said what? Are you gonna like uh, do another locker room after the game tonight? Another one, probably. Uh, Probably not because I have my uh, I have my Michigan Ohio State breakdown right afterwards and mm-hmm. um and then I'll probably do I don't know we'll see how the game goes we'll see we'll see how the game goes. depends we'll if Illinois we'll loses <laughs> we'll see how I'm feeling if Illinois loses I, I'll be in here for for sure Fact. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly if Illinois loses we'll, we'll be have right a very back happy in here. locker room then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll be just right don't wake back up. in just, here. Just don't Everybody wake up, in the state uh, of Michigan wins if Illinois loses tonight. <laughs> hey, bro, we we might even raid Illinois' tweet for all their uh, shit. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be epic! Like on a Michigan State win, we still get joy. <laughs> just raiding, just raiding. <laughs> <laughs> Every, it'll confuse everybody, but I'll love it still. That would be hilarious. I would love what they are. What they have three losses. I would love a little three game, like a three game spread. I'll take that. Yeah, we. The thing is, is we have to have because of we're playing less games. We have to have less losses than them. That's all that matters. If we tie them in losses, they win the Big Ten because of when you because play less games. Win. And because right. they'll yeah, we'll have, have to extra wings. They're, they're gonna they're gonna lose multiple times before this is over. Like, because they play Iowa and Ohio State, and they yes. go to Wisconsin, and they go to Wisconsin. Which, well, uh, you, they, you know, you know, you know those senior citizens. Yeah, if they win the conference, you you have to just tip your cap. Yeah, no, they they you have to tip your cap because point. they earned it. Yeah, because down the stretch they would have been Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, it's not happening. Who is that? 
Michigan, <laughs> it's uh, not happening. And Michigan, Iowa, yeah, like they, they're not Michigan, gonna... Iowa, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Because you know the thing is, like, they, if if they're two guys, like if one of them is off even a little bit, and their their supporting <laughs> cast is not as good as everybody else's, man, like. They, their guys are very inconsistent, like, outside of those two top they guys. Are, they are a team that, like, you wouldn't be that surprised if they got upset early in the NCAA tournament. It's just the nature of their team. Um, I mean, like, if you shut down one guy, uh, you could potentially have the potential for an upset right there. Right. Who's yeah, gonna okay, so you, they Grant? don't play Iowa. But four of the next five games are, are on the road. That's weird. Yeah, they 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 they've been eating at home this whole time and talking mad garbage. Like, dang, it's all good though. All right, I'm about to get ready for this game, so I I, I got to find a good spot on the couch, make some food or DoorDash or something. But um, uh, also I have an announcement uh, coming up soon. Uh, I'll probably make it after uh, after the game tomorrow. So be tuned for that, and then we'll kind of just keep it going. All right, I'll see y'all, man. All right, take care, man. Thank you.